Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. We're sponsored by 10,000, www.10,000.cc. Use the code Maximus15. Also by Lalo Tactical. Uh, use the code Maximus50 at lalotactical.com. Uh, I paid the bills pretty quick uh, with sponsorship because we're super excited to have a personal friend of mine and uh, one of my very favorite actors in the world on the podcast, Mr. Tom Hopper. Tom, how are you today? I'm very well. I'm very well. Delighted to be here to chat with you boys. Good, good. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about, we always have guests introduce themselves um, just because we want you to tell your story. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why the hell we would have you on here. I will add though, that you are for my money, the (laughs) fittest man in Hollywood by far. I've told that, I've said that before. I'll say it again. I'd put you against anybody in a fitness competition and you win. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's very high praise. Cheers, Bobby. Um, I'm sure there's, uh, there's plenty of actors out there that would, uh, would challenge me to that, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose, you know, I, I've, I've been in acting, oh, how long years now? I think, uh, like 13, 14 years professionally now. And, um, it sort of became a part of, I suppose my brand that I wanted to put out there in that I've always been into fitness. I've always been into my training and because I've, I've always been into sport, you know, so it was sort of became the two went hand in hand. And then I realized that there wasn't that many sort of big guys, muscly guys out there in, in the acting world at the time, but certainly not from Britain. So I thought it was quite a niche. So I decided to kind of focus in on that to kind of give myself, um, I guess, a, a unique standout look uh, in Britain, at least. And uh, it sort of started to work for me. You know, I got these these roles that were the big guy roles and stuff to start with and didn't get many lines initially. And it was always my aim to not be the, the big guy at the back. It was always my aim to try and work my way to the front to be the leading man. Um, so I've always had that as my set goal. And I think there's something about fitness training that goes hand in hand with it that, Certainly when it comes to ambition and drive, I believe that fitness training and the psychological aspect of fitness training um, can certainly go and what you can achieve when you psychologically beat something before you've actually even tried it. I think it's, there's, a, there's a negotiation. We've talked about it before, Bobby, you know, that there's a negotiation that happens of whether you think you can do something or you can't. And for me, ambition, when it comes to my career and in in fitness training, it's the same thing. Now, Tom, you have been in uh, Black Sails. It, it's, it's one of my favorite shows. Uh, you're in Game of Thrones. I, I actually did not know you were going to be in there. And we had a friendship before that. And then I watched you get horribly murdered on screen, <laughs> which broke my heart. Um, you're in Umbrella Academy. Uh, you're in uh, I Feel Pretty. You've done a lot of incredible things. Um, and it's a big part of your life. I know you love it. You're passionate about it. Right now, are you working or has the entirety of Hollywood just kind of grinded to a halt? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very bizarre time, obviously, you know, for everyone. Um, but yeah, the entire industry has, has shut down like everything else. And, uh, it's, it's, bizarre. you know, it's for everyone, it is just the most unreal to be alive right now. Um, you know, I'm speaking to my agents and stuff over in, in Los Angeles there, and they're all working from home. They're all, I mean, the good thing is about Hollywood and the way Hollywood works is it never stops. So people are still taking calls are still developing, uh, we, we started a production company last year and we're still able to develop 
our shows that we're we're working on and um that's the good thing about being able to work remotely i think now in the 21st century we have such great assets to be able to keep working um like stuff like this you know we're still able to do this which is which is really important um and i think it, it's what's going to is to see how the world recover really interested to see how the industry recovers because there's a lot of productions that have just been shut down you know and it's whether insurance will cover a lot of those things and how that's going to pan out for a lot of production companies out there are you is there uh like plans for you i guess what i really want to ask is how do you fill your buckets right now if you can't work and i think i know the answer to that you have a beautiful wife you have a beautiful boy you love training what are you doing right now to fill your buckets away from work? Because obviously you're extremely passionate about what you do. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I say, you know, we started a production company last year, which has, has given us plenty to be getting on with, which is good. I mean, a huge part of producing is, is the development side of things. So we've been, we've been really getting to town with, uh, with a lot of projects that we've already uh, sort of got to a certain point. So we're able to get them to, an even better point to the point where when we actually come to sell these things, we're, we're ready to go, you know, so we're able to keep busy, which is great. But the biggest thing at the moment I have to say is this time that I'm getting with my family is, is precious time. Normally, you know, this is time that I have a few weeks, maybe away from a shoot or from traveling around somewhere. And this is just time that I'm getting to enjoy with my, my wife and kids and, um, I don't normally get that. So uh, I know that a lot of people are struggling right now um, and, uh, you know, tucked away in apartments and stuff. But we're very fortunate to have a, a lovely home with a garden. Um, the weather is not too bad right now. So I'm getting to play with my kids in the garden, which is a huge thing for me. So um, I, I'm not complaining about my life right now. You know, it's, it's, it could be a lot worse. Well, and that's one thing I've always loved about you. If I can say that on a personal level, I remember we went out for dinner in Toronto when I was teaching a, teaching a seminar, just the love in your eyes talking about mm. your wife and your kids. It's like, it is genuine. And that's actually, I thought about that with you. Uh, you, you popped up on my, my screen one time I was showing my son umbrella Academy and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's dad's friend. He didn't believe me by the way. So I had to show him a picture of us and he was pretty excited about that. <laughs> but I thought of you, and how excited you must be to be home because one of the things we talked about at dinner was just with your schedule it's hard to have quality time and you might get two months at home with your kids which is a lot really you know they must adore it and love it oh yeah yeah it's amazing i mean if if anything yeah it's the opposite normally you know i'm I, like when I, we were talking about that in toronto you know i was there for six months shooting and they were over in England. And at that time, my wife was pregnant with uh, my second child, truly my daughter. Um, so she wasn't, she wasn't traveling. She wasn't flying. So I was literally there the whole six months and then just doing a flight back from Toronto to the UK, you know, every week, every other week, whenever I had a, a spare two, three days off, um, the producers were very kindly let me travel back and forth. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's normally the opposite. Normally it's like two, two months away, three months away and just trying to make it count whenever I'm back. Um, and that is the thing really, it is, it is about making it count. So whenever I'm home, it's, it's really important to try and put in that quality time with, with the kids and with Laura, my wife, you know, like I think, uh, we always talk about the kids, but 
having that time with, with each other, with myself and my wife, that's, that's important time. Cause at the end of the day, me and her are a team and we have to, we have to work through those tough times when, when I'm away, it's not always easy. So for, for a guy who's, who's got a name for fitness, how has, I guess, how does that fit in with where you're at right now? Do you feel like there's a pressure to stay sharp, to be ready to go at a moment's notice? Like, how are you getting it in? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, do you mean specifically, uh, quarantine or. Right yeah, now, like yeah. I mean, like now, now you've got this time at home with family and obviously that, that's very important to you and you're trying to make the most of yeah. it. Are you still making time for your own fitness? And then again, do you feel like there's some pressure that you, you can't allow yourself to, to relax a little bit on that front because that is a part of your professional image? Yeah. I mean, to one part of that question, I mean, the, the, the relaxed sort of side of things, I mean, training is a part of my life. Um, movement and and staying active is a huge part of who I am. So it, it would be something I did regardless, you know, because it's just, it's something that keeps me sane actually. Yeah. Um, but the way we get it in is uh, myself and my wife, no matter what happens every single day, we'll give each other um, one hour, at least one hour where it's our time. So we can do whatever we want with that time. Um, so like my wife might go and do her own workout. She might do you know, like a yoga session or something. And then I'll go and do my workout and then we work together throughout the day. And, you know, there's just times where she says, Oh, actually, can you give me like another hour later this afternoon? Cause I need to do this. And she says, Oh, and you do that. You know, so we try and always work to make sure that we're giving each other that time alone to whether we want to go train and work on ourselves. Cause that way we're better people and better parents when we're all together because we're giving each other that, that downtime and that, that time to, to work on ourselves. I think that's that's really good advice for anybody right now. You know, a lot of folks are saying it, it's hard because they're they're severe workaholics and all of a sudden they're stuck at home and their family relationships are strained because now they have to face the neglect, right? And and having a good a yeah. good relationship with your spouse and and thinking you know proactively about that, I think that's really good advice for anybody. And you said, well, Joe, I just I just want to actually add something. I have some insight into your relationship with Laura. Oh yeah, go on. I'm not sure whether she loves you or is trying to murder you because back in the day, she tried to book a private seminar for you with me. And I'm not sure. <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of like, that's right. you, don't, you don't give somebody, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, hilariously, that was straight after we, that was her wedding gift to me to get me over to Soul Aid to go and train with you. And I was thinking, that's interesting. She just married me. Then she's trying to try and kill me off over in Soul Aid. <laughs> so she's married me. She can get all the, all the benefits and then she's going to run. If she took out a life insurance policy at the same time, you know what the answer to that question is. Oh, is yeah, funny. exactly. There's no prenup, I'll say that much. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. What, uh, what's next for you? Like in terms of what do you really want to do in the acting world? Well, that's, that's a really good question because there are so many roles out there. I mean, there's, there's you get given scripts all the time and... I'm always looking for that next role that tests me. I mean, there's there's so many existing roles from books and stuff. I read so many books that I come across and think that would be an amazing character to play. So I'm always looking to be tested. You know, I'm always looking to to try and have another challenge. I think I always want to be challenged. And there's nothing worse than kind of going down a, a line of a career where you settle for the mundane. I don't, I don't want to do that. You know, I'm, I'm not in it for that. I want to be challenged. And that's another reason why I'm going into producing because producing is a real challenge. 
to be able to find roles that I look and think I want to bring that person to life and I want to produce that that show or that movie um that's a really that's a really enticing thing for me because that's a huge challenge and all I want really is to be challenged and to to always enjoy what I do and that's that's how I do that what is next for you in fitness because that's a huge part of your life like like one of the things I've always loved about you is you're getting it in regardless you know Joe kind of asked about if it's challenge for you We've been talking for years about you having kit in your garage and you just always being fit. And by the way, I've never seen you unfit. Like you're not one of these people that gets fit and unfit and fit and unfit. You're exactly who you are 24, seven, 365. Do you have any big fitness goals? Well, I guess longevity would be the, the ultimate one. Like the thing is my fitness journey has been a crazy one because I used to do the back and forth thing when I was in my twenties and I found it really debilitating on the body. So I wanted to find a way to, to maintain it. And it ultimately became about wanting to have optimal health. Health becomes the most important thing in the world. Like I've had a couple of bad injuries where they're incredibly debilitating. And when I've had them sorted and fixed, I, I feel amazing. And I realized that when I have injuries or when I feel unwell or whatever it is, I, I'll do anything to make sure that I'm, I'm healthy again. So what I've done now is, is turn my life into a, a place where I'm always looking to be optimal. That's all I care about. There's no real, like, oh, I want to achieve that bench press now. I want to achieve this uh, deadlift. Because for me, now, that, that sort of become a thing about my self-ego, I suppose. If I want to lift a certain amount, I'm only doing it for my own ego. Um, I, don't, I don't feel like I need to do these things for anyone else other than to create an optimal life for myself so I can be the best dad. I can be the best husband. I can be the best person on, on a film set. When it comes to a work placement, I'm always giving my best. And that starts with my health. If my health is not hundred percent, then I'm not giving my best. So that's what it's all become about now. I love that. And it's, I mean, it's true to who you are. Um, I was asked, in an interview not long ago, who would play me in a movie? And I had two people that I picked, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and I yeah. picked you. So Brilliant. can you play Bobby Maximus better than The Rock? And are you willing to shave your head and put on, <laughs> I don't know, 25 kilos of muscle? <laughs> well, you know what? That's the thing. I mean, people have always <laughs> said to me about, would I do this for a role when I do X, when I get obese for a role, all those things. One thing I would do is if someone said you had to put on, you know, 20, 30 pounds of muscle, I'd be like, that's, that sounds like fun. Because <laughs> it, the, the thing for me, the question mark is always, well, I'd also, I mean, I've been losing a few pounds. I've had to shave my head for a start. So I'm already at a disadvantage. Yep. But so I'll, I'll, I'll but it's, there's something about, again, it's that challenge, right? So it's thinking, right, how much have I got to put on? Um, how much have I got to sustain? Because I'm naturally not that heavy. I, I'm like leaner. So I want to, it'd be quite a good challenge for me. I'd, I'd enjoy that. I'd enjoy packing it on and uh, trying to get the, the big lifts in. Could you survive the training with me? Because you know I would be in charge of that. I'm a control freak. <laughs> well, I've not, been, I've not been put to bed yet. So uh, I'd like to think I could. <laughs> that's too funny do you have any uh projects coming up that, that you could tell us about or is everything just kind of again at that standstill uh 
I have ones that I'm attached to. Yeah, there's ones coming moving forward that I'm attached to, um, which one or two I can't talk about. We've got Umbrella Academy, um, season two coming out very soon. Uh, I have a movie uh, called The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which is the, uh, the sequel to Hitman's Bodyguard with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. Um, I have a movie called Red Notice coming out with uh, Sam Hewen, a good friend of, of yours as well. Um, in fact, this week, me and Sam Hewen knew all about each other for years. You and our friend, and me and, me and Sam had just so happened that we're playing best mates in uh, in this movie that's coming out at the end of the year. So well, and that's, that was that's a, a real fit. because me and Sam did some amazing, amazing training sessions. Yeah, I was going to say that's a fit tandem, you and Sam, because Sam's another guy that a lot of times um, there's the whole yeah. show versus go thing. And Sam actually sat through a seminar of mine in Scotland and I was shocked at how fit he was. Yeah. Like he's no joke. He can move like Joe. He was doing yeah, he's incredibly fit and, yeah. and hitting 650 meters every two minutes. He can deadlift. He can jump. He can bench press. I mean, if, if I had you two in my gym and this is nothing against actors, I would guess that you two were professional athletes before you were actors which is incredible. So the fact that you guys are in a movie together, that excites me. Yeah, it's great. We're, we're, I mean, the thing is with Sam, like it, me and him push each other as well. You know, like in a, in a really health, we both push each other and there'd be things that he's slightly better at than me. And then things that I'm slightly better at than him. And it's, it's great because we really push each other. Um, and it's, it's really fun to have someone at the same sort of level as you to be able to, because it's like you say, you know, it's, I think when you look at it from an active perspective, athletes need competition to be able to be pushed harder. Uh, so when me and Sam trained together, like through the shooting of that movie, I got into some of the best shape of my life because me and Sam were pushing each other every day and we make time. I mean, he's another one that makes time for his training and we both would make time to make sure we get in sessions together. Um, so yeah, it was a real privilege and you know, we're, we're playing special forces um, operators in that movie. So it felt good to be in really good shape for it because it felt like we needed to be in good shape to play those kind of roles. Otherwise, you're, you're faking it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, this this movie, is this something I can let my wife watch or do you guys have your shirts off this entire thing? Because she came home from I Feel Pretty and she's like, your, your friend is you so know what? I don't even I, think I, I had to hear about you for like two weeks about why my friends were so good looking and I wasn't. So I got to like, you know, check this out or vet this movie before I watch <laughs> Well, first, firstly, I'm sorry about that, Bobby. I'm sorry I didn't draw that. Um, uh, but uh, you know what? We're actually pretty covered up in this one. We're in, we're in the military gear a lot of the time. Well, certainly I am. I think Sam's, yeah, Sam's pretty covered up as well. So, yeah, you might you might get away with this one. You might not get as much in the air about it. We look a bit more rough. Good, I was I quite like clean that, and, and clean cut in uh, I Feel Pretty. Yeah, it's, it, it's funny. Do you, uh, on that note... Um, and I, I don't take offense to this. I don't, I don't know how I word this properly. I don't really care that you're an actor. I mean, I care about you as a person. I care about your wife. I care about your kids. I care about that you love training. And I care about acting to the degree that it makes you happy and fills your emotional buckets. And it's something you're passionate about. Um, do any of your friends that you grew up with, any of your close mates, do they find it odd when you're on the screen? I've always wondered that when you what like when you're, you people watch you, what their reaction is or your family members, if you will. Uh, 
I suppose at the, at the beginning of my career, it was, it was more strange for them. Um, I think now they've seen me in a few different things that it becomes more the norm and they're used to seeing me and stuff. Um, a lot of people are like you, Bobby. Like they don't, you know, they see me for me. They don't see me as Tom the actor or Tom in that role. They see me as Tom, uh, you know, the people that know me as, as they should because, you know, we are just acting characters at the end of the day so they don't they don't really matter but it was really interesting because you know there's it's interesting to see how i thought i find it more interesting to see how the public how especially with instagram and stuff now how they react to characters that you play you know the, the, the your people your friends are just, it's always the same it's always like they they enjoy the work or whatever um but i always find it really interesting to see how the public how fans react to your character to see if they see it the same way you see it or if they see a different version of what you think it, you're, you know, you think you're playing it a certain way and actually you're like, Oh, it's coming across something completely different to what I thought. So, uh, I, I always find that way more interesting. Now, what about, what about Freddie? How old is Freddie? So my little Freddie man is four and a half. Now he'll be, uh, he'll be five in the summer. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's great. He's, uh, we recently found out that Freddie, uh, is autistic. Um, and he's nonverbal Freddie. So communication is, is probably his biggest, his biggest struggle. Uh, and it's our biggest struggle with him, I suppose, as, as parents to, to work on that, uh, on a daily basis. So he's the most amazing human being, Freddie, like the way his brain works and the way he gets enjoyment out of things that I wish more people got enjoyment out of. You know, he'll he'll go and stand in the garden and be amazed by a tree blowing in the wind for half an hour. And I think, you know what, we can all we can all learn a lot from Freddie and appreciate those things in life because he doesn't care about the things that other people care about. He doesn't care about, particularly like other four-year-olds, right? Christmas morning, he doesn't care about presents. He doesn't care about whether there's a present for him under the Christmas tree. He cares about whether he can go outside and stomp around in the snow or in, in the, in the, in the garden, you know, he, he's, he's got such simple cares in life. And I, uh, I adore that about him. Now I've got a three-year-old, his name is Jax, and he's just getting into the phase of recognizing people on TV and being into movies and everything. Do you tell Freddie you're a part-time pirate? Like when he sees you, have you shown him you on umbrella Academy? And, and, and black sales and stuff like that? And do you like play with them a little bit or does he understand the difference? Yeah, so Freddie, in terms of the understanding of that, Freddie's not quite, he, he won't really understand all those things. But truly my daughter already at like, so she's 19 months now, nearly 20 months. And she came onto set when I had the, uh, the big gorilla suit on. And she knew that it was her dad, but she looked at me with this massive gorilla suit and there was just this look of, it's you, but it's not you. And she looked genuinely confused and scared. Um, it, it, what was going to be really fun for me as they, as they both grow up is, is playing with her with that sort of stuff and yeah, like dressing up and, and, it, and also just getting them to understand the difference between me as a character and me, as me, you know, um, 
it's it's a weird thing for kids to understand. It's one that like I've got my my very good friend Toby Stevens, uh, who played um, Captain Flint on on Black Sails, a show I was in. Um, he he has kids that are older, and he said it's really fun to have them watch stuff. But he goes, most of the stuff they can't watch because it's all blood and gore and sex and stuff. <laughs> so he has to go and try and find like kiddie shows that he can go and do so the kids can actually watch something in watch him in something. So I was thinking that I was thinking it'd be great to go and do some either some voiceover stuff or it'd be great to do like a Pixar movie or something that kids can because my kids are obsessed with with Disney and Pixar. I think at some point it'd be really great to do some kind of like Pixar voiceover movie so the kids can watch it. It's really funny. We had an experience with uh, John Leguizamo. Um, He trained with me for a little bit and he was on a movie set in Utah and I took my kid when he was five years old to meet him. And have you seen Ice Age, Tom? I yeah, of course, that. Yeah. yeah. So he plays Sid the Sloth. And I told my son this was Sid the Sloth. And he didn't believe me till John started talking like Sid the Sloth. And my little boy was... <laughs> <laughs> so he asked him why he was... He asked him why he was dressed like a man and why he had this costume on. It was one of the funniest things that I've ever <laughs> seen because he couldn't... That's so good. He had that... He had the same experience. We were watching Terminator and he looks at me and he goes, dad, I think Conan the Barbarian is a robot. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? He goes, well, he looks just like He's Conan. not wrong. He yeah. just, he just got a haircut. And so yeah. I, you know, I always wondered with you, if like, you're going to lie to your kids and tell them you were actually a pirate. And then they're going to say, no, you weren't. And then you can, you kind of show them on the TV. Yeah, it'd be definitely more exciting. I mean, I'd be way cooler as a dad if I actually was a pirate or if I was actually a superhero. That's the hardest bit, is convincing them that you're not actually a superhero. That's, yeah. that's the bigger challenge. Um, so, uh, yeah, but it's, it, it's, it's fun. It's, it's really fun. And, and I, think, like, just, like, I think in the reality of it, when they come and visit me on set is the, is the most fun part about having kids and being an actor, for sure. Yeah. When are you going to come visit me in Salt Lake and cash in on that seminar so Joe and I can put you through some hell for a week? Oh, man, oh, man that'll be heaven for me. Never mind hell. I would love it. Yeah, that's got to be done. I mean, let's, let's, let's make a plan to do that as soon as this, this horrible uh, shit show of uh, whatever's going on in the world right now is over. Yeah, because um, I feel like you've been... I, feel like- I, I have a whole list of things that I've got to go and do. Good, because I feel like you've been ducking me for a bit. You took that job in Toronto, so you didn't have to come visit me. You in, you invented this. You you unleashed COVID on the world, so you didn't have to come and train with me. It's kind of hurt my feelings a bit, you know. So, yeah, exactly. I was feeling the pressure too much. I was like, COVID. That's the way forward. That's the way. To you're hey, I, got a, I got a question for you, Tom. As an actor, what is your dream role? What, where, yeah. what do you think is the role that you would just like? That's the one. That's the one that that's for me. Um, there is a, there is one or two that sit under that. Um, me and Bobby have discussed one, uh, which is a a role I would love to play, um, which is uh, Jack Reacher, uh, who's six foot five, and uh, I feel he's right up my street in terms of what I would want to play. Um, James Bond is always another one. Um, mm. I think any British actor uh, <laughs> in the industry is is always keen to, to play Bond. And then I suppose the certain Marvel characters, you know, I think the idea of being in a Marvel movie and 
playing a Marvel superhero is every kind of boy's dream, really. I think they'd be lying if they said they, they wouldn't want that. So I, I wouldn't be specific with which Marvel character because I've got so many that I, I love. But the idea of playing a Marvel superhero, I think, would be pretty, pretty epic. So settle something for me and Joe, because Joe and I have had a battle for years. He's DC. I'm Marvel. <laughs> which side of the fence do you fall on? Ooh, tricky one, this, because there are characters in the DC world that I love. Um, if we're talking about an overall, uh, I would probably have to go with Marvel. But I'm a, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Batman fan. See, see, everybody uh, loves that. So it's tricky because I'm, I'm very loyal to Batman. Yeah. Good. Well, um, I... some of my, a couple, of, a couple of my favorite movies are Batman movies. So it's tricky. I do want to say that if you do get the Jack, I actually um, was Twittering the Jack Reacher guy, trying to get the job as Jack Reacher, but someone said I was disqualified because of my haircut, which made me sad. <laughs> so I got to get I get a wig, but you got to promise me if you get DC, uh, yeah. Marvel or Jack Reacher, you hire me as your trainer because I just want to hang out and maybe be a thug in the background. See, that, that's that's my career. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's- a thug in a movie. That's just what I that, want. That, that you can play with the hat. <laughs> yeah, Bobby's perfect be, for it. <laughs> it would be perfect. Well, listen, Tom, it has been a pleasure talking to oh, you. Yeah. It's been too long. Um, really appreciate your friendship, oh, uh, kindness, fellas. And, and respect as a person. Love hearing you talk about uh, your kids and, and your wife and know that when this whole COVID thing dies down, you got a seminar waiting for you. And uh, anytime you're here, you are more than welcome, my friend. I'll be there. Thank you so much, man. And thank you, Joe, as well. Appreciate you guys. Awesome. And thank you uh, for making time and, and give our best to your family. Of course. Same to you guys. 